hey! Welcome to Bonus Barrel. Recovering from episode 69. <laughs> how, how have you guys been the last week? I gotta after, get my fluids. After post-69. post, post 69. Did, did you guys get any feedback? Yeah, uh, someone I know, I didn't even know he listened to the show, bumped into me. Someone you work with and said he listened to it and it was a great episode. Oh, and uh, Sundary J said it was one of the best episodes ever and then he loved your two games because they sounded so weird. <laughs> so that's some generally positive feedback. I'm glad because that episode went a lot longer than our normal episode. It was great. Really it was so I'm, I'm glad episode. that people enjoyed it. I me thought too. it was probably my favorite episode in the longest. It may yeah, actually me be my too. favorite it was episode. Really, oh, so it, was, it was comical. So many lols. We had a special guest. We did. So people were uh, it, every check mark on a podcast person's JP said that he wanted Jordan to come back. Yeah, and he was, he's shocked that he could get that we got her on. That we actually got a guest. Yeah. Uh, JP, a friend of ours, was oh, shocked that he knew Jordan knows Jordan as well. And yeah, so he was kind of shocked too. He's like, oh, I'm going to tell her she did good, so maybe she'll come back. And I'm like, hey, good luck. Uh, before the show today, Lef and I played a Famicom, a Super Famicom game while we waited for CD. Cassidy likes to, to dilly dally after work and make us us other DD crew wait. I'm still at work. I had to come over and we play video. Yeah, so we we were playing Pop and Twin B. Ah, oh, yeah, popped in the Pop and Twin B. We did. It was fun. It's a really good man. What a good game. Man, it was all so much fun. Wait, up. Yeah, yeah. Keep them up vertical, uh, shoot them up, or keep them up, uh, two players simultaneously. Yeah, because the week before we, we played, played Parodius, yeah. which was kind of a horizontal cue them up, but we took turns playing, so it was more of a competition. Yeah, this one um, was like working pure, together. Pure co-op, and we had a blast. I was crushing it for a you while. You really were. Yeah. I felt bad, because we had shared lives, and I'm pretty sure I took out most of them. <laughs> yeah. was, it was on me, but... Uh, <laughs> That's a fun, that's a great game. Yeah. Man, what graphically and the music is great. I mean, I know people, it's called classic, but, but I don't think we ever got it over here. Yeah, it's, it's what I mean. Like, it's not really, it's a classic, but for, it's not, it's a kind of like a little known classic. Classic for people who emulate and or import. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Um, one thing that I thought was really funny is a lot of the sound effects I recognize from Turtles in Time. Which, they're both canonical. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's not surprising that they were used. That's reused. funny though. Yeah, no, it's that's really a cameo cool. from yeah, Turtles. Exactly. Yeah. So I was just like, that's cool. Here's what we couldn't figure out. Are the ships anthropomorphic? Yeah, we could, yeah. We might think we're onto a list of anthropomorphic ships. We have Opa Opa, mm. and now possibly the Twin Bee ones. Mm. We gotta find more. Maybe Modok from Marvel. He's not a ship, but he's like a head with arms on it. Oh, Modok. I hear. What, what does that stand for? Do you um, remember? It was hilarious. Something. I'm gonna look. Mobile organi- uh, mental organism designed only to kill. There you go. Would you count the, the characters in Parodius? As. As anthropomorphic. Well, well, some of them. Some of them are people, like Goemon and, and Kid Dracula are straight up. There's a penguin and there's a. Uh, We're talking about ships that are probably alive. Opa Opa was just a ship with arms and bird feet, and we think it was a father who he had to kill. You know, spoiler, check out our episode of. Of uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your story. That part was hilarious. Dude. That's, what, that's and that's kind of why I thought Twin B was funny because we could because I was like, what's the lore to Twin B? We want to find out like, what is, is the lore. Anthropomorphic ships, ships in video games. Sage will be searching that. Left, you said that you had something on your mind. I, I do. I do. So. I went out yesterday and I bought a game. A game that I've been excited for. So you haven't told me what this is? No. Oh, it's exciting. Um, a game I've been excited for for a while now. Can I have it? No. Okay. And that is Street Fighter V. Oh. Is it out? Yep. I bought it. And? 
Very disappointed. Yeah, I oh, had no. I had a very I had a very very spider. This is one of my things as well. So I was kind of wanting to buy it, and I heard the story mode's not in it. There's a story mode. I heard they're like waiting till the but summer. But it's laughable. Is it? Yeah. The story mode will take you maybe an hour to complete, and her character. For, no, the whole thing. I it's, thought they had character stories. They, they, they do. In each character story, it's about ten minutes long. Oh. It's about three fights that aren't even rounds that are ridiculously easy. I literally set st- I was doing a story mode fight. I stood there for a full minute. Opponent did not move. Ouch. Um. So it's disappointing because I was. Now the the big appeal to this game is that it's, such, it's an online fighter. That's what it, they want this game to be. And I'm okay with that. Like, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But I feel like they need to compete with the, you know, as always with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Have you played Mortal Kombat 9 or 10? I have not, but I, I've been interested. Now, the story mode in those games... Are they good? Phen- phenomenal. Whoa. Yeah. He broke up phenomenal. They're so good. That's his word. Because it's a full story. It's got, you know, it's got cutscenes. It's okay, got now I want to play good, Mortal Kombat. You, you really should. I um, it's see. got really good voice acting, full cutscenes. It plays through the Mortal Kombat Nine is the full story of every Mortal Kombat game. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was really cool. Um, the Street Fighter story mode, you just had still images uh, with terrible English voice acting. I changed uh, the voices to Japanese because it wasn't as bad, but the English voice acting was just horrible. That's disappointing because that's a char- that's a, a, a series rich with characters. I agree. And there's so many like. Like, there's a lot of successful comics, anime and stuff, unlike Mortal Kombat, who had some of that stuff, but not nearly but as not, much not as Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah. So Street Fighter has a shit ton of lore to draw from, and to hear them not even doing nearly as well as Mortal Kombat in that department is disappointing. Which, yeah, that's they're more exactly all it. about the competitive fighting now. And that's, the Evos. That's kind of what my impression is. Now, the game is still so early that there's a lot of things that, that are locked in the game still. Like, there's certain modes that I don't have access to. One thing that's really bugging me is that I'm earning currency in the game, but there's no apparent way to spend this currency. I don't I don't have any unlockables to actually buy. So, the shop is there, but it's grayed out saying it's being released in March. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of... Right now, I, I beat the whole... Like I said, I beat the whole story mode. It's a game down. Yeah, that's pretty much a game down. Um, but I'm kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like... Don't get me wrong, though, the actual combat, like, playing the game is fun. Like, they, they did a good job with, you know, how you would play a Street Fighter game. The controls are intuitive. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, it's a lot of fun. Um, but I feel like the overall appeal to the game is really, really lackluster. And if someone's like, hey, should I get Street Fighter Five or Mortal Kombat? It pains me to say it, but I would say Mortal Kombat. So, JP... Because it gives you a more complete... Experience. Well, it already sounds better from what you said. Yeah. Well, JP messaged me today. He's interested in getting Street Fighter. I was like, oh, I, I am too. I heard you now he would be getting the PC version. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I, I really... It's cross-platform, it. which is cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I was like, I heard that it had a really good story, or at least I was supposed to. <laughs> and then he told me that it's not even like... He said that all that stuff is coming in the summer. Like, there's an update in March, and then in the summer... And that they rushed it out to get it for some sort of fighting game championship. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- Like, the story mode's in the game. Like, I'm... I'm like... I really hope that it's being expanded on in the yeah. summer. That would give me more hope to this game being complete. That. But right, as of right now, like you can play through what they have for the story mode really quickly. And it was just disappointing that I just got still images with really bad voiceovers. Do you regret your purchase? I do. Damn. I know. I'm bummed. And that's not... I'm bummed. PlayStation even in Canada. 
Fucking eight, for like ninety bucks. Yeah, it was eighty dollars yeah. to buy this game. You saved me eighty dollars in the future. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wait till it's twenty. What do you guys think of this? In Metacritic, mm-hmm. um, Street Fighter Five has uh, an eighty-one. You know, but the okay. user score is three point five. Wow, what wow. A, what a difference, right? That is crazy. Um, but like the big appeal to this game right now is for like real competitive ranked online matches and. Like I get that there's a market for that, but you you but when you look at best versus Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat has that as well. But Mortal Kombat also oh. has a more full story experience, and it also has a really cool store to purchase things. Versus right now, Street Fighter, I have nothing, and I know that that came out when Mortal Kombat 10 came out. So I feel like I'm missing a lot of pieces of the game that I just bought. I'm bummed. Have you discussed this with any of your uh, Street Fighter fan? Uh, no, no. He moved away. I had one really good Street Fighter fan, mm-hmm. but, but he's gone. So, I'm I'm disappointed. That sucks. Yeah. And one thing that's really weird is the 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 graphics are not amazing. Like once again compared to Mortal Kombat, I would probably lean towards Mortal Kombat having better graphics oh, than so Street Fighter. Painful, it it <laughs> is. Well, Mortal Kombat looks good. It really it does. Yeah, and yeah, and I'm I'm a bigger Street Fighter fan yeah. than a Mortal Kombat fan, and that's just literally hurting my heart to be saying Mortal Kombat is better than Street Fighter right now. But it's it really is. from the ears. <laughs> but the the still images that they gave you in the story, the like the actual art versus the characters were so completely different. So you would see a character in this still image and then you would all of a sudden be in the battle and they would look just completely different. They went the from being fa- fairly slender to being extremely buff characters. Mm. So it was really, really disappointing. Just the whole game experience so far is very disappointing for me. And I was really excited for this game. And I'm sure if you want to just have like ranked online competitive Street Fighter matches, competitive it's, fighter. it's probably fine for you. But as someone who wants to experience a game more than just, you know, one aspect of the game, just Well, I, I feel like a lot... I've yes, that's... That's kind of it right there. And then we'll if you... Just, s- I'll just leave it there. Yeah. I feel like a lot of um, these types of games with, with what you're talking about Street Fighter, where if it's online only, they they suit a freemium model better, like uh, Heroes of the Storm and, and, and you know, um, those types of games where you just buy characters and stuff. That If you're not going to add anything else into it, like, I don't even understand the point of buying the game... What's the? I don't know. Well, that, that's exactly it. Like, I feel like I'm missing out on the full game Art's experience. Not even good. That's what I mean. Like, we're looking at the, the still images that you see. This I is the story mode. Up. Yeah, this is the story mode, and it's and, so rushed looking. Yes, yes, and and oh com- just compared to Mortal Kombat, that has full cinematics, excellent voiceovers. You know, this was such a disappointment. I feel uncomfortable looking at something that I know I could do in like an hour. <laughs> That's weird, man. Yeah. And they have like good quality and stuff, usually. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that this is the direction they went. So, in, in like, keep note of how you and Rashid look here. Whoa. Sorry, people. Um, and then we'll see them. This is not be good for people at home. This is not a good podcast. <laughs> but I want to show you guys especially just how the art changes drastically how it looks this is kind of very anime-ish looking and then it's sketchy too yeah and then yeah it's very yeah very 
And then when you actually see them in battle, they're all of a sudden they're just super beefy. Well, yeah, this, they which, are which, which is how you would expect them to look. Yeah, like Ryu looks like in Alpha. He, he looks like it's the Alpha version. Yeah, yes. And then he looks very different in Five here. So it's very, very disappointing. Just, just the direction of it seems directionless in a way. So disappointed. That's that is kind of crappy. Is this man. just all the cutscenes though? Yeah, I think you're just looking at cutscenes. Well, it's, it's okay. We don't. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna cheer us all up. Please with do a couple of things. So some pickups I got. And this is not all my pickups. I just grabbed some off top pile that I thought were interesting. Project Cross Zone Two came out for the game for the three. Really, really excited to play that. I am pumped. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's, be a, a little it's, while. Yeah, exactly. But I am pumped to uh, get it. And the other two things I got are actually I had the games already, but not they weren't complete. Yeah, didn't you have this? But not complete, and now. So uh, Kirby's 20th anniversary and Tales of Zillia limited edition. Nice. With my with the awesome local game store, uh, Game Bobu, he hooked me up with just just the parts I was missing. So it, it wasn't expensive, but now it's so I love it. The little book that it comes with, which is actually a little out in a different room. For the Kirby one, it has those really cool little like summaries of the, of the different games and some arts yeah. art stuff. And another thing I picked up from there, actually, as well, is the Mario Luigi Superstar Saga Guide. So is this the first Mario Luigi game? Uh, yes. And it's the uh, Game Boy Advance official uh, super guide from Nintendo Power. Nintendo Power, of all people. Of all people. <laughs> but I love these guides. Like I miss them. Like, the full maps and and all that stuff. And another thing. Have you guys... Well, Lef, I know, has heard of it. Uh, Seiji, have you heard of Pure Solar? I've heard about it. It's a brew, a homebrew game, right? Well, it originally was. Yeah, something. it's 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 a. I guess. Well, I don't know what, how to call it. I mean, it's not like when I think homebrew, I think of well, what is a homebrew game? Like, usually I think of something that's been doc like changed, like a like a different version of of a game where they tweak it to make it their own. I don't know. All I know is it's an RPG that was made by either a very small team. I don't know if it's just one person or not, but. Mm-hmm. And it came out, I think, three or four years ago for the Genesis on a cart. It also came out digitally as well. And then they made. More like Wii and PS3 and stuff we saw. And they made a HD version for Dreamcast. So these are physical games that run on the original system. So I finally. It was sold out for a long time, but I managed to get an order through. Oh, you ordered it. So I have the Dreamcast one on the way. And I'm really excited to play a new Dreamcast game. And it's, it's very. Classic JRPG. It looks like Lunar. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is so it would know. Pretty, like. pretty cool. Pretty cool. I've been playing some games lately too. Phoenix Wright for DS. Oh yeah. I didn't mention it last week because we went right to our, we our talk, topic. We talked about Phoenix Wright a little bit. Did we? Not a lot. Oh, just during the episode. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing almost some mini, and I've also been playing Shantae Two, which is digital only game. I beat the first one. Uh, I mentioned that a few weeks ago, and now I'm playing through the second one, which is a really big upgrade from the Game Boy Color one. Which I think is pretty friggin' awesome, and so those are fun. And I'm also still still making my way through Digimon, which is still a great game. I've been I've been slowly well I've been progressing. Big twists. Oh yeah. Oh, it's I've so been good. I've made Cutscenes. good progression. And your your fiance and I were talking about Bloodborne because I've been playing a lot of it. Oh right. Um, I got I fought this boss who was so badass. He rips off his own arm and tries to beat you with it. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So that was very threatening. Uh, um, did you guys sign up for the new Club Nintendo yet? I did. I'm assuming you No, I, I haven't yeah. yet. Uh, My Nintendo, Nintendo is this called? Nintendo account. 
It's just called just, Nintendo. Account. Okay, well, I, I signed up. Left yeah. him. He's my Nintendo very much. So when you Nintendo. when you get to the to the login screen, you can log in with Facebook or Twitter yeah. or whatever, or with your own Nintendo network. Which is what okay. I use. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what yeah. I brings It brings your me. That's stuff. cool seeing the Miiverse stuff and up too. And you can too. pre-register for Miitomo. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. bother. Is that the app that they're doing? The free and weird thing. Free yeah. non-game yeah. game, yeah. which is out next month. Yeah. I had I had someone someone was talking about video games and he was like, Did you hear about like Nintendo's coming out with like a mobile game and stuff like that? I'm like, well it's not really a game. It's it's more well, of a listen to It is coming out I mean March, right? In March. I mean, there is a, a game coming too, which hasn't been well, yeah, announced. Yes, yes. But Wait, oh, another game? Well, they, they, I think they said they're doing like five or six. Oh, I mean, with Nintendo, DNA. I thought they were yeah. March. No, no, no. I was like, wait, another one? No, 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 no. But there's, there's another one coming out this year. Do you have any mobile news? Okay. So I want to start calling you a mobile moment with station. <laughs> well, I've been playing this game called, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'll, 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 I want you guys to read it. Okay. Rim, Rim Dax Capsule? <laughs> <laughs> Rim, Rim the Capsule? Yeah. I don't know. I've been playing this game. Uh, is, is that a fun? It's, it's, it's like a puzzle. puzzle. It looks like a puzzle. Let's spell it up, people. R Y M D K A P S E L. Yeah, Rim-dack. it's it's, it's so. not free. Okay, what's well, fine? Um, I'm cool with that. But I'm playing. I, I played like an hour of it. But the, the sessions are short, and the the whole objective is to survive as, as much time as possible. Okay, um, it's kind of cool. Um, oh, and I've been playing a lot of Clash Royale. So I I, play I basically stopped playing Hearthstone. Oh man! Whoa! Now, now, whoa, now I'm playing Clash Royale. And I joined a clan and everything, and I'm I'm the, the top clan. player in my clan. Jeez, I should I, I haven't played in a while. You shouldn't invite me to your clan. I want I just want to say I reached the gold cap in Carol Blaster. This guy. I've played so much that fourteen thousand five hundred and eleven is the max amount of coins you can earn in Carol. Blaster. I just want to say we are wow. a month away from a year when we started playing. We did the episode. I love Carol. I'm trying to get all the achievements uh-huh. and I, uh, I'm kind of stuck on two of them right now mm-hmm. and then I got them all. So. You're yeah, a Carol Blaster. Cool. A little bit. A little bit. I, I, and I remember that episode, our Carol Blaster episode, like episode, a long time ago now, yeah. um, and that there's a rocket launcher in the game, mm. but you can only access it through like scripts so I'm hoping that maybe once I get all the achievements done, I, because I looked, I looked online and no one has completed all the achievements. Really? Yeah. No one? No one. Because there's, there's, well, there's, there's three that I haven't done. Two of them, I know what to do. The third one, I have no idea what it is. And no one online seems to know what it is. What's the name of it? It doesn't have a name. It just shows, what? it shows you like a silhouette. Let's quickly. So how do you pursue the achievements? That's the secret. Yeah. So you it just, just keep playing and, and hope for, hope yeah. to get it? Well, That's old school, man. A little bit. Um, it's some of them is kind of obvious. Like, you'll see a silhouette of two hearts. So you're like, oh, beat the game with no health upgrades because you start off with two hearts. Ah. Um, there's one where he's obviously wearing the jacket, which is to defeat the last boss with the jacket still on, which is Gotta basically have that jacket. don't get hit during the last boss. Is it, so what, what do you think you have to do for uh, that one? That one is beat uh, overtime mode with the jacket, which I have yet to do. That means the whole playthrough? No, just the end. Just the end, the boss. end boss. So what does that mean? I mean, how do you? How are you so sure? Because the one above it is is the there's normal and then overtime mode achievements. I've gotten all the normal achievements. I just need the overtime nice. ones, and a lot of them are just mirror achievements, which is just do this since you know, yeah. Hmm. So. The only one I don't know is the you, final one. What do you imagine is going to be? Uh, following I, that pattern that you just... That's the thing. I don't know. Like, there's 
boss rush, which is to beat the hard mode, and then the one below it is the one I don't know, but there's no boss rush on overtime mode, uh-huh. so I'm kind of at a loss on what it could potentially be. That's maybe, fun. maybe it's just get all the achievements achievements. Maybe it's play the PC version. <laughs> I'm amazed that I you're playing not. that, you're masking that game with a touchpad. Like, that's, Man, that's impressive. It is the best mobile game I've ever seen in my life. Even better than Candy Crush? Yes. I would say it's better than a game I've never played before. Actually, I can't say I've never played Candy Crush. I did two or three levels. Oh, did you? Yeah. Isn't there like like hundreds of hundreds of I levels? guess. I don't know. Because, because I always hear like jokes about, oh, I got past the two on this level of Candy Crush. I'm so hardcore. Is that hardcore? I, I have no idea. Sage, is that hardcore? Yeah. Sage has <laughs> Candy Crush on his uh, tablet. I do. Sad, I do. Sad person. I enjoy it once in a while. That's cool. Mm, there are other candy crushes. Soda <laughs> thing and jelly something. Are they the no, are they rip offs or are they made by the same company? Made by the same company, but just the is is it's just King trying to make money. Okay. <laughs> you could pick a food yeah. uh, <laughs> to for play Candy Crush a, uh, like a Candy Crush clone, but you could pick it. And it has to have alliteration. I think whatever you can think exists. Well I'm asking what you want. Sushi I'm crush. Think, no, it has to be a list. Sushi surf. There we go. I'm thinking like, uh, I just had it a second ago and I and I lost it. Like uh, some of the hamburgers. It was like hot hamburgers or, or <laughs> I had something. I, I like forgot. sushi surf. Sushi surf is fun. Yeah. Hammer ham, hamburger hammer or something. <laughs> hammer burger. <laughs> Great segue into my, into my new little top mini topic called Creep Corner, where I, whenever I hear whatever one of my friends usually you're on links me to something weird, like one of those weird creepy games I'm gonna bring in and talk about. Mm-hmm. But this isn't this isn't that game, but the one about the dating sim matching game exists. Okay. It's called Something Honey. It's on Steam. And I'll I'll look into it if people are interested, but you can find it online. It's like but anyways, you 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 make the girls like get turned on and stuff by matching properly and there's like a dating sim element to it. And uh it's <laughs> it's something honey, H U N I E. I can't remember what it's called. I saw a video on it because Jordan told me about that one. Very, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> very strange sounding game. So that's a really interesting game. Right, that can be something up your alley. But she linked me to a Kickstarter <laughs> called Hustle Cat. Now this is from Silicon Era. Silicon Era. Jordan. Uh, it's a visual novel about taking a job uh, at a cafe run by staff members who are cursed to turn in the cats, and it's working its way through Street Steam Greenlight. As protagonist Avery Gray, you must help them overcome the curse, although some characters like Finley actually enjoy it. <laughs> Pursue love, romance, and hold down your job. Graves, the boss of the shop, has been collecting people afflicted by a curse that turns them into cats. With the cafe, they can revert to heat within the cafe only. They can they can revert to human form. So, are, wait, wait. Do you know, are they full-on felines? When they're outside or are of they the like, cafe, they're cats. Like Four yeah, legged. They're, they're, like they're not cats. just like anthropomorphic cats. No, but cats. when they're in the cafe, they're they're cute boys. So uh, wait, 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 wait. Aren't you playing a boy? Your girl named Avery. I think. I, mean, I think. I yeah, your girl. Okay. Um, within the cafe, they can revert to her human form. Only Avery, with the help of her coworkers okay. and a book from the cafe's basement, can she break the curse forever. All right. And there's a little more. Avery has been designed to be gender neutral, including options for preferred pronouns. So that's cool. Is this game out? Uh, no, it's green light. Well, so I guess you could play What's it. What's the name of it? Uh, it's Hustle Cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rob, we're both cat people. I love cats. We both have cats. I do. And yeah, love, love our cats. Cat. 
Would you play this game? Hell no. <laughs> well, for the show as a joke, I would. But I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't seek it out. If if Jordan bought this game for you, we still have to play Hat Off a Boyfriend for her. So we're, oh, yeah, we're off the hook for that. Hustle cat. Hustle cat. Sagey's curious. Because he wants to play it, of course. Of course he does. Seiji's something of a, of a visual novel aficionado <laughs> as, as of his last game. Like, Seduce Me really got, I think, even sucked into the French for this genre, right? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the company or the developer is called Date Naito. Date Naito? Yeah. Is it, it in Date like Naito? Katakana or is it just like Taika? <laughs> Date Naito. Oh, I Date see. Date Naito. Oh, it is Date Naito. Oh, man. All right. Do you think it's, that's from Weeboos? Do you think it's a Weeboo company? Or well, because well, Night is Naito. Your first, your first, your first thought is furries. Well, yeah, obviously but furries, but furries and, and, and Weeboos can definitely coexist. Yeah. You're thinking, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, that's fair. But like, they're not. <laughs> it's been funded. funded. Thank, Thank you. you. Hustles. Um, All right. Good for that. $25,000. But they're not, they're not like, I wouldn't say it's a furry thing because the cats are just pure cats. Why do they need a gimmick? <laughs> it's like, well, they're, they're, these are gimmicky games. Yeah, of course I know, they need but... a gimmick. <laughs> See, the art's not so bad. That's the art's fine. Yeah. The art's not. It's not as bad as. No, the art's good. Uh, it's, it's, well, the the previous one we looked. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, that, that was different. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we need to date. I don't know. I don't want to date cats. Um, if it was like a cat girl version, I still wouldn't want to play it anymore. The <laughs> story you wasn't cat sounded... dating cats. Oh no. no. So a question I always had to my friends, like when I'm playing D and D, is if you were to if you're a druid, and let's say you turn in, you use your animal form to turn into a wolf, and then you had sex with a wolf while you are a wolf, is it bestiality? As a druid, no. I say yes because yours consciously still whatever race you were initially. But druids kind of walk this line. Are you saying but so? We're, we're getting into a <laughs> off topic here. Well, I mean that was my point. I was just curious. <laughs> what's, what's your take on that, Sadie? It's all weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why not a dating sim where you're a druid and you play dating different animals by taking their form? That that is a. That seems like a perfect gimmick. What would you call like druid dates? Druid dates. Dating dates with druids. Yeah. You you have to use parts of your brain and your, <laughs> your you know certain mechanisms in your yeah. in your thought process that I I don't know if I can handle. <laughs> perfect segue to our topic. Up next, our topic. Expensive and rare games, or expensive and or rare games. And, you know, just to start the segment off, you can do a Google search for expensive retro games and see a common trend. Why have retro games become so expensive? Yeah, a Which great, I think is a good question. Great question. So let's, that's my initial question to you guys. Um, what do you think? Because I don't know. I, if my, I have theories. I, I, I have a, a solid theory my, myself. I, I actually think about this quite a bit because I... We like, we like retro games. Yeah, and I, I'm upset at the prices of so many so games. So one thing we have taken in mind is our Canadian dollar sucks. Yes, that's fair. But that's still... Only a small part of it. Yeah. So, 
I've noticed just a surge of collectors in retro gaming. It's becoming it's becoming more and more popular. And the biggest reason why I suspect why is because all of the people that grew up playing those games are now adults in their thirties who have this sort of disposable income to be spending on video games. That's definitely one thing. So that's kind of you know, there's probably more than that, but that's kind of what gets me thinking is that just you know, us, essentially. Yeah. So we've grown up. We grew up with these games. We now work full-time jobs, don't have kids. But it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So that's, that, that's why games have become more expensive and become... And you see, PS2 stuff right now is cheap, as PS3 is, too. Um, but PS1 stuff oh, is starting, starting to get expensive, but not as expensive as the previous generation. Exactly. Well, of course, with varying degrees. The, Super Nintendo, the game, Super right? Nintendo stuff. Uh, what else is there? Genesis, yeah. that's the most expensive. That, that, that is, I, that's from what I can tell, that seems to be the most expensive. Nintendo 64, era. PS1. I think you're underestimating the PS1. The PS1 has a lot of expensive games. Like, like maybe even more on average. I think this older stuff might have bigger. Yeah, but that bigger only begun a couple of years ago. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I think that game review sites and all that stuff that's become popular Angry Video Game Nerd Game Set has definitely all of those types of games or people or just people who let's play who play older games I think a lot of that stuff uh, is a reason why it's getting more expensive and popular and you'll look at it like a, a channel that's popular like say Metal Jesus or GameSack or or when Angry Video Game Nerd was doing stuff is I noticed that prices when they bring up a game that no one's really heard of before the prices surge up you know because everybody then is like oh well that I want it and everybody wants it and you have another problem is I think so reselling is technically is is what capitalism. It's not like a inherently a, a bad thing. And, a, and you know a local game store is not much different than a person going on eBay and stuff. But a, a a problem is people will take a title that isn't really worth that much and start putting it up for crazy prices. Then you get an ignorant. Well, I say ignorant, not like rude, but like as they don't know, like a person who finds small games in his basement or will go on eBay. Find the most expensive one that's on auction for like three hundred dollars for something that's not worth that much, and then try to sell it for that. And then you'll have, then you see this common trend when you're buying games. You'll see a game that had a high print run, like Super Mario World. Like there's so many, but people sell for thirty to forty dollars. They try to sell it for thirty to yeah. forty dollars. Like they're not hard to get games. These prices for those games shouldn't be that high, but there's just like I think it's artificial inflation of the price for games like that. Then there are games that have legit low print runs that are rare and harder to find. So. That makes sense to me that they'd be so high, but when you see the common titles, I don't get it. Like, I think that that is inflated because of perceived, like, oh, it's an old game. We've heard that they're expensive because someone found some old expensive games. So now all old Super Nintendo games are expensive. Like, I would go to flea markets every once in a while and find, like, just games that aren't that rare, like $60 or something like that. Or, or again, like, our local uh, a Craigslist equivalent is Kijiji. I'm sure it exists in America, too. But I think Craigslist is more popular. I'll see them selling games of like rare Pokemon Stadium, forty dollars. Like no, Pokemon Stadium's not rare. It's up all the time, and it's not worth that much. And they never were that long ago. More titles. I mean, I don't know where I'm going with that that line. But anyways, you know what you know, see what I'm saying, right? No, no, you're you're exactly right. Um, I was looking at uh, Super Castlevania Four on Kijiji, mm-hmm. and it was like. Thirty dollars, and I'm like, yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, but then I went to a pawn shop and I bought it for sixteen. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so you know, and I find pawn shops typically do a fairly decent job pricing things. It depends. You're right. It kind of depends. The big ones, like one in our town, will go on eBay 
and then find the biggest price, and yeah, then and price them on that. It, it's right? annoying. So, but mm-hmm. a lot of the times, uh, they they I feel like they know what they have, and then either they're going to do it justly or they're going to inflate it. So I think inflate. And then another, another problem is that they will. This is not with expensive games itself, but a problem with the people who will inflate those prices is they usually pay like a very small amount. And that's just an annoying thing that I think retro gamers think in general. Because when I was reading, because I didn't start collecting until a few years ago, and I was reading that it would be common to go to like a, like a Value Village or or um, wherever or where you are and find these games for for cheap prices. Really cheap prices. And then nowadays, because of the the boom in it, I guess this is around the 2010s, it started picking up. And now people will go to these places every single day to just find these games and then flip them. I yeah. guess. Well, I mean, which it kind of annoys me, even though I don't think it's wrong. They're making a profit off the work they did to get it, but it just it, it's annoying as someone who wants to buy them to play them and collect them. Well, I, my brother lives in a big city in Edmonton out west, and he goes to these gigantic flea markets yeah. that they have. And there's this one guy he says that has a whole bunch of retro games, and he knows I collect them, and he he likes a little bit, but he's not really into it. Um, anyways, he saw a game that we love, and I'm first of all, I'm going to mention that's you know an expensive game for Super Nintendo, and I'm it? sure it's on your list. I'm stealing it from you, but it's Evo. Oh, of course, it's a search for Evo. I love that game. It's an amazing game. Um, I think it's about two fifty, two hundred fifty dollars. Two fifty, three hundred ish. Yeah, and they were selling it for I think two hundred and forty nine dollars. And my brother like that is absurd. Like you cannot charge that much for a Super Nintendo game. So he calls me up, and he's like, Jeff, like what's the deal? Like is that really how much this game costs? I'm like that. Is pretty much the going price for that game. Um, so he, he was just he was just unaware that yeah. th- that retro games have been inflated so much. Well, a game like that that wasn't very popular or super well received or kind of under the radar, like those I understand because they're actually rare and they're difficult to get. That I kind of understand why they're expensive. If only twenty five thousand were sold, then. You know, then it's of a course, real type of, of item. Yeah, so then it's, it's that's annoying a rare game. to see that. But when the games that aren't that rare get pumped up in price just because they are old, they're not rare necessarily. They're just expensive. Yeah, that that really bothers me. You know, it doesn't bother me because before collecting games, I was a uh, baseball card collector. Okay, were really? you really? Mm-hmm. I had no so idea. Weird. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> so my dad, you heard it here one. first. <laughs> no, my dad uh, loved baseball. He had. Yeah baseball cards so he started buying cards for me and being the way I am I started you know trying to collect certain sets and you know now you collect the eagle cards <laughs> and, and very early on I, I understood that that there's a market for stuff and there's demand and there's like an agreed price for every single card like you you had a card that wasn't uh, very conspicuous but you go and, and see that it has a certain a certain price on the yeah. guide, so so I mean, so things are very standardized. Yeah, so way. so I'm talking about in the early nineties. Yeah, I was buying as a kid um, huge guides, right? About in, in in each guide is like a, this fat book with just list of cards yeah. and prices. So but I understand there's because a lot of cards like ten cents, twenty five cents, you know, five cents. Comic and, books, exactly the same thing in the nineties. You would buy wizards or. Or the, oh, okay. or the comic guides and toys too, and they would have these lists of prices, yeah. and it's the exact same thing as the the baseball thing you're mentioning. Really? And I think the same for stamp collectors and coins. And yeah, all that maybe shit. we'll get one of those. So, well, baseball. I don't think we will anymore because I think eBay is now. Yeah, that, that's pretty. That. So in those times, buying games wasn't like that, but now it is. It, it's it's starting to become what those established collecting things 
um, behave like. Yeah, you know, I wish we had a book though. That's what I mean. So then I could be like, "Look, you're trying to rip me off." But now, I mean, now it's it's eBay. That's basically the guide. But which, which is a terrible guide though, because yeah. anyone can dictate a price on eBay. A rare game, if there's only three or four and they're not too expensive, they can buy them all and just sell them for twice yeah, the price. Exactly. And then the next time somebody's gonna look in the sold list, or or not even people don't even usually look in the sold list to so just go, "What's on right now?" But that's how it is. In, in, in all of the collecting world, like you, you can you can buy something very really cheap and then you can try to sell it for a lot. And if someone buys it, then it all of a sudden becomes that's, okay. So that's the price it goes for. It's weird. Well, actually, yeah, that's true. One like, of the games I looked up before the episode, I can't remember what it was, and I didn't write it down. It was ten thousand for the bid, but I saw the sold list. I checked all the souls, and it was sold for like two hundred. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, the game is not that rare, but they're they're trying to get that much for it. It's ridiculous. I mean, uh, do you guys know the story of the Nintendo World Championships card? Yeah, it's in yeah. my list here. So so that that's exactly the case with with those cards. I mean, they they go right now. There's there's a, a a price that everybody knows that the price is like $10,000 yeah, or I don't yeah. know right and every time a new one appears like everyone wants to get it so for a while a lot of the uh, like the holy grail of, of NES collector was finding one in like some box in a box <laughs> or something right yeah. there's a whole episode of the Nintendo uh Angry Video Game there. Yeah. Which is was one of the first like celebrities or the that became a celebrity because he completed a set and he got one of those cards. I found some really interesting games. Now so so which is good. So we we'll keep touching on this theme, but I actually have a bunch of games to talk about. I think I'm the only one who brought a list, so that's okay. Um and I really weird ones. So before I get to the weird ones, I'll go to some of the common ones. Stadium events. Have you guys ever heard of Yes. Stadium so, events? So, stadium events is a price... Now, I got some of these from various sites, like Mental Floss, uh, and, like, IGN, and if I if I see a note where I got it, I'll, I'll mention that, too. So, the price range for this is around anywhere from 2600 to 42000 depending on the condition. As a matter of fact, it's gone for 10000 for the box alone. And uh, stadium events were released by Bandai in 1987 as one of the few games available in America that was made for the company's family fun fitness mat. You remember the... Yeah. The little, oh, yep. yes, yes, yes. And uh, so you basically would, would tap it to make the character run, or he's supposed to run in place. As a matter of fact, Angry Video Game Nerd maybe did an episode. I know he did one on the, the peripheral. Yeah. No. Not on the events, but, but, but with the on mat. the peripheral, yeah. yeah. And um, so Nintendo bought the rights to the game and the mat in 1988 and re-released them as world-class track meet and the power pad controller. To avoid customer confusion, Nintendo pulled all copies of Stadium Events from the shelves and had them destroyed, but not before approximately 200 carts had already been sold. Of those 200, collectors believe that there are only about 20 complete copies of the game existing today. And they that's why this rarity. game is so expensive. And that is there's a legitimate reason. So the American version is very, very expensive, yeah. but you can get one like uh, in, in Europe, they're not that rare. Well, Although the reprints. The, the same thing happened. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically the only difference between this one and the, and the ones you're talking about is that different label. And there's different a little more. Different label and the game has a different title. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Um, also, this is a little interesting tidbit. After hearing of the success of this eBay seller, a man in Kansas dug up a factory sealed copy of the game that he was just about to donate to a Goodwill. He had purchased the game in 1987 but could never find a fitness mat to go with it. It was still sealed because he'd meant to return it. His game became only the second known sealed copy in existence. When his eBay auction ended, the game sold for $41,300. Is that Canada? U.S. probably. But that was he was a Canadian? Was did, I, did I say Canada? I don't think I did. No, you did. No, Kansas. Kansas, my bad. Okay. Yeah. That's so crazy, That's though. one crazy. That's, yeah. That was a cool story, but I got some more for you guys. So here's some not as crazy. StarCraft 64 
Uh, only, <laughs> only RTS on the N64. This terrible game. Not, uh, not to be confused with strategy RPGs, because they had packed it so Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sells, sells for about 200 to 500 dollars. Really? 550 actually. I did not realize it was that. Yeah. yeah. I went out to eBay, and a lot of these prices might be in Canadian and somewhere in the US, so, you know, plus or minus 30% on a lot of these. Uh, we already talked to Evo. Earthbound, of course. Well, especially uh, with the box. Like, oh, I actually looked up a recently sold 1250 complete box. $1,200? Wow. So it used to be 800 Yeah, yeah. And that's why I remember. I thought it was like around 890 Well, that's Canadian, so actually yeah, yeah. it kind of becomes about $900 if you look at it. Yeah. And uh, I didn't write down the price, but Sweet Code and 2 goes from anywhere between 80 and 100 and some, $200-ish. Uh, so this is, a, this is a strange one I got. Exertainment Mountain Bike bike rally and speed racer combo card. Have you heard of this? Yes. You're nodding. All right. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. So it goes from about 1500 to 3700-ish. And according to the website Mental Floss, a fitness company released this game with an exercise bike and entertainment system with a TV built in. And you can buy the card singular for not too expensive, but the combo card goes for 1500 or so loose and over 3500 for a sacred field. So you basically, you would load these like carts into this bike and then you would just play the game with the real exercise bike. And it wasn't, it didn't last. They kept upgrading the bikes and stuff. So these carts became redundant. Yeah. And it wasn't much made for. But I had never heard of it. What did, what did you know about it? No, that's pretty much what you just said. I, I thought that was I, I read a quick, quick blurb about it once. And I was like, what is this? That's so weird, right? Um, um, the second rarest NES game. What is it? Um, the Flintstones Surprise on Dice really? Peak. Yeah. That game. Oh. So um, the, there's, the, there's a myth that it was, it was produced only for Blockbuster. So oh. the only copies that exist was the, the ones from Blockbuster, of uh, the rental copies. And it goes for like a thousand or something. Oh, wow. Oh, that's that's pretty I know that there's an NES game called Snow Bros. Have you ever heard of Snow Bros? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, kind Kino of... Had it. I, lo- I love Snow Bros. I love the game. I've only played it on the Yeah, player. it's it's kind of like a Bobble Bobble type game. Um, yeah. It's relatively expensive, like $250, yeah. $300 cards. So. Uh, it's not uncommon to see games in the hundreds range. I got some... Oh, like no, that. that's... So the one game that actually prompted me to bring this as my next topic was Shantae, which I've mentioned yes. playing. I actually downloaded it because I don't, you know, I don't like download games. And I knew I was never going to own this mm-hmm. Game Boy Color game. Loose goes for around two hundred and seventy-seven, all the way up to twenty-six hundred dollars, complete in box. That's crazy. And uh, the game had like a really low print run. No, this was done by Way Forward, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I don't really remember why it had a low print run, but it came in like late in the life, and there wasn't like many that many sold, and no one seemed to care about it at the time. I think only like 25,000 or something, or like a really small number was, was made for it. So that's one of the reasons. And then it just kind of gained this cult, pop, cult following, and it's actually worth, and it is a good game, and it's, yeah, one to be worth a lot. Another game that I uh, to talk about that I want and don't have, and used to have, is Tales of Destiny for the PS1, which I'm, I think I've mentioned. And that goes for anywhere between 120 plus. Yeah, I used to have that too. I love that game. Uh, Tactics Ogre for the PS1. I actually have this game. Uh, it ranges about ninety dollars to one hundred and thirty complete, which is uh, I. There was a port for it for the PSP, so its price went down a bit when the PSP one came out, which is the case for some of the other games. So here's an interesting one: The Last of Us post pandemic edition. Post uh, pandemic edition. This goes from seven hundred to a thousand dollars. What? Whoa! Comes with a twelve inch steel. Like statue. The Last of Us? Yeah, yeah. That's why I was just like shocked. Comes with a 12 inch statue, steel book oh, edition okay. of the game, and the comic DLC and the sticker sheet. Oh, that doesn't count. It's well, a, yeah, it does. It's, it's, a, it's a collector's special edition. edition? Yeah. No, I got, well, I got a few, so I'm counting them. That's different. No, that's different. No, it's still a game. You have to have it complete. It still counts. No. I think different. it's interesting to have games that are. It's rare, though. 
Yeah, but yeah, you, you can say that for any special edition. But that's like saying... I don't know, I've got nothing. He's like the Wind Waker special edition, the, the one with the Gandalf standard. That's How much is it worth? I don't know, like hundreds of dollars. That's impressive. No, but it's not You're both edition. right. You're both right on this. Special editions are made to be rare. Yeah, yeah but, so they're, but they of course still, they're going to be more expensive. But some are cr- like look that that one's crazy. It came out like three years ago and it's already yeah. thousands. Like that's impressive. Like the Smash Brothers special edition you have, that's really rare. Yeah. Is it really? No, it can't be that rare. Well, actually, you have Wii U stuff, which we'll get to. Well, unfortunately, yeah, I don't know the price, but I'll check. Well, see, he's checking it. I'm going to mention another collector's. Too bad for you guys. Uncharted Two Fortune Hunter Edition. Last sold on eBay was for almost four thousand dollars. Wow! The reason being was it was a rare prize, and only two hundred were were created. Oh, okay, okay. So another special edition type yes. scenario. Mass Effect collector, like limited edition, not like a crazy one. Yeah, like the fancy box. Mass Effect for the three sixty recently sold for four hundred eighty three factory sealed, and other versions of the game have sold for around hundred. Just just the three sixty one, yeah, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, crazy. I have Mass Effect, but I got like the. The best of. I get the trilogy. trilogy yeah, one I, I got. Yeah, I got this super cheap one. <laughs> the Skyrim Three Collector Edition for PS3 uh, goes for 150. Is that what you're packing yeah, up when I was stealing back up? So I want to. I'm gonna. Please share. jump in. I have more. Of course, I have. But. I have a kind of a sad story. Let's hear it. Um, Make us cry. So I mostly collect Super Nintendo games. Um, I'll buy like new games, but mostly when I buy retro games, it's always Super Nintendo. Um, so I have like a somewhat decent collection. I got some few rare and expensive games in there, but I used to have three games that were rare and expensive, and they're all lost. Demon's Crest is one of them. Demon's Crest is one of them. That game is about three hundred, three two to three hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. So that was a big bummer because I love Demon's Crest. Other one was Turtles in Time. Not a oh, super that's, expensive that's game. Like 80 plus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still enough for me to have to try to replace that's this game. Uh, so I lost Trails in Time, and then the big one was Earthbound. Not in box, just Earthbound, the cart, which is still around 200 300 Well, it was 200 a year ago, yeah, and now it's 300 so, where we're at locally. Yeah, so. so those, so like, that's almost, yeah, it's like four or $500 worth of... No, it's more, I think that might even well, be Well, yeah, so enough, it's enough. Like $700 worth of games. Yeah, that have just unfortunately been lost, maybe stolen. Um, so... If you stole those from the left, please return them. <laughs> so those are three games that, like, every time I look at my collection and I don't see them in there, like... Can you imagine if breaks. that person who stole them from you, wait, allegedly stole them from you, was listening to the show right now, he looks up and he has like a laugh. He's probably touching himself. <laughs> Screw off. <laughs> but yeah, no, those are those are three games that that I miss that I have. So I used to have. Seiji, you got? Did you find the price you're looking up? Um, the the Wind Waker HD goes for over three hundred. Jeez. And your thing goes 150, 200. Really? That's crazy because it's not even. It's barely a year old. Yeah. Yeah, but that's Isn't normal. That nuts? That's normal. I think it's normal for Nintendo. Oh yeah, already. Nintendo. Actually, that's a really good point. Nintendo always is high and it, I think it's because they will never lower the price so I think less people buy them because you don't get these crazy deals on them yeah, so they true. wind up just sitting there like if you go to I every time I go to like the local Walmart or, or Toys R Us or whatever I see Super Mario Galaxy 2 there and it's like 50 bucks still <laughs> and I'm like man they, and Pokemon they never go down now Splatoon is a year old is it's still selling for over uh, what is it 65 Bayonetta 2 as well Actually, no, that's over now. I think Bayonetta is close to the 100 range. Bayonetta 2? No, but, but I mean in the store. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay yeah. Yeah. No like lowering. In, no, no, no. And, and like PS4 games that were released like in Christmas already. Oh, like 10, 30 bucks, yeah. yeah. And 
that's the Wii U is gonna have an expensive library. So you need to finish collecting before it's too late. Oh man, there are already like rare games in there. That you have to get them though. Really like, like Hello Kitty, Kitty <laughs> Cruisers. It's crazy. It's like I don't know, it's hundreds of dollars. If you don't get it before it's up higher, it's gonna be even harder. Uh, to you know what's there. rare? Um, uh, Devil Sir. Really? <laughs> it's a hundred dollars. Right oh now. wow! If you want it oh, through geez. Amazon, yeah. I've never seen it in a store, so... I've not... Was it released over here I don't in the know. store? Was it, I don't think so. you got to get these so. games, man. I have the Devil Third. Oh, do you? Yeah. All right, good. You ordered it from Amazon? Yeah. Man. I ordered it. You never know what game... Like, Pikmin 3 is another example of one that's not going down in price. Oh, and Pikmin 3 is going to become rare, uh, but not the game itself, but the 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 non-players... What is it? Nintendo Select version? The Nintendo Select version? Yeah, is the, the expensive the, one? No, no. I mean... The original they're, they're, one. They're, they're, they're going to release uh, Player Select or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Versions of some games. Pikmin 3 is in that. Okay. okay. So Pikmin 3 was already rare. And because there's not going to be any reprints of that specific right. version... Right. So now we're going to... That yeah. one's going to be... Super well, I'm, right. I'm glad. Right now it's like $100. I know where you can get it for 80 if anybody needs to get a copy Oh, yeah, open, open, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, right, of course. Mm-hmm. I want to play Pikmin 3, so... Me too. Oh, Pikmin 3 is amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Um, didn't you mention to me once that Skyward Sword is a semi-rare game? Skyward Sword has shot up, but I don't know if it's inflated or not. I've seen it in a few local places for, like... Well, I think it goes for about 60 now. Yes. Uh, it used to go for... When I bought my copy, secondhand, it was, like, 30 or 20 bucks. Okay, now it's 60. With the controller, it's over 100 yeah, the thing with Skyward Sword is that they they had like a run, like, a, and then they just didn't re- re-release yeah, it. Yeah, you never saw like like I said, I still see Galaxy Two. I never see Skyward yeah. Sword. Well, like I the toilet, we, we have princesses. Yeah, we we have uh, like the collector's edition for Skyward Sword. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's worth it's worth. Yeah, paying. so I'm kind of wondering about that. Do I have it? No, okay. it's actually my girlfriend. So Can you, oh, maybe she'll give it to you. Yeah. Uh, Misadventures of Trombone. You guys hear that? Yeah. PS One game. Mega Man uh, Legends kind of uh, universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, in Project Cross now. Yeah, she is. So it was. I, I saw just a disc online sold for 105 and about 660 for a factory sealed. It was even higher, but I think it went down a little bit when the um, virtual console one. Yeah, oh, that's actually another point. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a really point. good point. To bring up, so yeah. yeah, of course. So now the virtual console is like not just emulators people are downloading. It will sometimes lower the prices of games that were really expensive because they're more attainable, can, right? And so games that don't get that treatment tend to be uh, more expensive. You know, there's a few games that are very difficult to play over here, so that their their prices are really high up. Um, Lunar One and Two, by the way, games that you know I've coveted and very happy to get. Those are well over a hundred bucks each to complete, and they come with a lot of shit, so it's hard to get them complete. Now, have you guys heard of Air Raid? Staging? This is a weird game. So I got I, I took I don't like to read too much from a list, but when I find interesting information, I, I feel it's worth sharing. So I actually went and got this from online. But so this is the reason why I'm, I'm going to read this to you because because it's too much for me to memorize. But Air Raid is considered to be the rarest game released for the Atari 2600. Its cartridge is a blue T-handle design with a picture of flying saucers attacking a futuristic city. It was only released by a men. It was only, it was the only game released by Menavision. Sounds sexist. And has an extremely limited distribution, making it highly sought after. It's not uncommon for the game to sell in the thousands of dollars when listed on eBay. On April 10th, 2010, the only believed to be complete game at the time, known to still exist, sold for $31,600. Wow. The next copy to surface on the internet was on the October 22nd, 2011. The eBay auction offered an incomplete version, just a cart, and still sold for $3,575. 
The transaction was completed, having both parties exchanged, blah, blah, blah. Uh, on October 24th, 2012, the first fully complete game, cartridge instruction manual box, <laughs> was listed for uh, auction and sold for 33433 And due to the media attention that this, that this complete copy bought on, a third box copy has surfaced on eBay. Uh, so that it, it, you guys are probably laughing at the card. I was looking at the card. It has, yeah. it, it has an it's actual a, handle. A handle, yeah, yeah. That is so. I, I that's never crazy. Heard of it. Yeah. Well, I found apparently some of the Atari ones. I have another one. Well, that's the thing too. Is is we were talking retro in terms mostly NES. We were thinking NES, NES, Super NES. Yeah, right? We're not nostalgic for Atari. Well, yeah, we're not that old. So no, we're not. So the Atari's a little bit outside of our, our zone, but I can only imagine that that. Probably That's, has some expensive games. Well, let alone probably, one. let alone the cost of what an Atari would be. Either. Well, Atari's aren't too expensive. Oh yeah, no, they're not. Thankful. Oh okay, okay. Here, listen to this one. This one is another weird one I've not heard. It's called Birthday Mania. It's uh, also for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It goes from fifteen thousand to thirty-five thousand. It only has one verified copy in existence, apparently, and they were supposed to have. So they, so if you look at the card online, which I recommend people do, it has a label on it. And it says happy birthday too, and then it's like blank, so you can fill it out. And you would order it from this company, and it was this Atari game where you just like blow up and pop balloons. Okay. And it would be personalized, so the box is all personalized yeah, to the person yeah. who was going to it. I saw Only one person ordered it. Apparently. <laughs> uh, and it's like really expensive. <laughs> 35000 And there's another Atari game, a mighty religious game called Red Sea Crossing. Only two has surfaced and are supposed to have come with coloring books. Uh, this is sold for fourteen thousand dollars, and I actually have a link to the ad, so I thought it was hilarious. I wanted to read it at the show because it's one of those old ads which are fun to read. Um, I like how it's like this is Moses game, and there is a, an article on IGN you can read, but I'm not going to read that. But so the the so the uh, ad says Bible video game brings fun home. Now a video game based on the famous Bible story Moses crossing the Red Sea. The video game, compatible with Atari 2600, is accompanied by a coloring book and an explanatory audio cassette uh, narrated by Dale Evan Rogers. That uh, the, the game, Dale yeah, Evan exactly. Rogers. The game package. This makes the game package enjoyable for the entire family. The inspirational gift is now available in stores. However, it can be ordered. Not available in stores. Sorry, it can be ordered for thirty-five dollars by calling today. So that's just <laughs> an ad. Thirty-five dollars. That's a whole. That would have been a great investment back yeah, then. Yeah, really. Almost makes me wish I had a religious family who <laughs> thought buying an Atari Twenty Six Hundred game would have been great for me, and then I would never would have played it, and it would have sat and in the basement in, in, in like yeah. pristine. Exactly. I got a few more games, and if you guys have any other ones, jump in. Apparently, um, Donkey Kong Country Three. I re- I heard that too. Expensive. I have that. I mean, rare. Complete. I but I think mine's the uh, player's choice version. So maybe mine's one okay. oh. much. Yeah, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Did you know? I heard that it's like really. Expensive. My friend just bought Luigi's but Mansion. It, it yeah, but not the thirty bucks. Yeah, uh, choice yeah. or whatever. Yeah. How much does it go for? Like hundred. Really? Wow. That's weird. Um, Spud, did you hear Spud's Adventure? Oh, it's a Game Boy game. Sounds kind of familiar, but I've heard of it, but I, I only really saw it last night because I wasn't familiar with it enough. Um, Card alone goes for two hundred bucks. And you just play as like potato or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> potato side scroller. Now there's two another Game Boy game because they have a lot of expensive ones too. Ninja Boy. <laughs> Sorry, but saying something. Else. Ninja Boy, uh, a mediocre game. I actually heard about it on Jeremy Parrish's site, who does awesome Game Boy World videos. Seiji singing his his praises literally. Uh, <laughs> it was sold on eBay recently for 260 for a complete edition. And there's another game you guys probably have heard of called Ninja Five O. 
which sounds like an 80s, like, you know, like, at cop crime show. Hawaii Five-Five yeah. Ninjas. Uh, it's for the Game Boy Advance, and it originally sold for close to $300, and it's uh, just uh, a simple ninja game. Actually, that one's supposedly quite good. Mega Man Legends 1 and 2 go for well over 100 bucks yeah. as well. And uh, I think that's all I have off the top of my head. Pretty what much, pretty much had all the ones I had in my mind. Um, question for you guys: How much would you spend on a game? That's a great question because uh, I want, I want Earthbound. Yeah, exactly. But I've not. Are you willing to drop? You know, it's a funny. Clean grand. Well, for to a, get the completed, let's just say. Well, but like, like, how much would you maybe. spend? How much would you spend? That depends on how much money I have at the time, right? So if we're talking like at a regular time, I don't know. Like the most I spend is maybe two hundred. Ish, I haven't really cracked much higher than that for one individual yeah. game. What about you, Sid? You laughed. What? what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. But we've been spending a lot of money on amiibos. Well, right. if, I, if we're talking about like, I spend a lot of money in games. But but I'm talking but, but, one but, lump purchase yeah, here. A lot on because you you spend a lot on amiibos over the course of a year. Yeah, but it, it was sort of like this thing where we're we were expecting them to be rare, so we buy them. Yeah. In, yeah, very quickly. So they added up fast because of how many. But if you're talking about one item, one, yes, that's, yeah, that's what, what's your limit for a game? Yeah, for just one game. Yeah, and if game. you're gonna buy a game and it was like five hundred dollars, or no. would you? Would you? No, five hundred is like too you much. Never would for even like a treasured game. Not in the foreseeable future. No. What's your favorite game ever? I guess you have Cave Story One Waker, so you're good. What, what about you? <laughs> I don't have Cave Story 3D. That's rare. I know. I know <laughs> what a fun one. Someone wants to buy it. Sell it to you for four hundred dollars. Well, it's not that much. It's like fifty. Okay, so let's see. Let's see. You know, for me, like I really want to get my copy of Earthbound and Demon's Crest back in my collection. Yeah, I want both those games and Evo. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, those games pretty much run on the high end of things, about three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I feel like I might be willing to spend three hundred dollars on a single game. I don't think I would go a whole lot higher than that. Anything more than that, it's just it's too much. Because I, 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 if I was rich, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I'm a man know. of honest means here. It's it's hard for me to like. I commonly sink two to three hundred dollars a month at once on multiple games over the course yeah, of a day. exactly. Like, I, what I mean by that is a new game might come out, but I also go to a retro game. Yeah, exactly. Games, so it adds up. But I, I have not, I think, like, 200 might be the most I put at once, like, on an eBay game, like, uh, Lunar 2 was close yeah. to that. And I had happened to have just had a lot of money at the time. So it's not like an everyday kind of thing. Exactly. So... See, I've been, I've been thinking of stashing away, like, 50 to $100 every month. That's about it, yeah. And then... Like and your if, Earthbound fund. Yeah, exactly. And then eventually I'll have enough to buy a nice, expensive Super Nintendo game. But sometimes I was like, I'd rather just have more. More, yeah. Well, with me, I have, so I've not beaten Earthbound. I've played Emulator up to, like, a third of the game. And I refuse to play it because I know that's a huge incentive for me to actually finally break and buy it. I want to play it... It's such a complete. I know, and I and I'm, I I just feel like my motivation to own it will go down if I play it yeah. in advance. So I'm like, like with Shantae, I'm, like, I'm never paying yeah. five hundred dollars yeah. for a card. But Earthbound, I could consider it. Now you and I, Sagey, know someone whose wife has it complete. You yeah. work, you work wow. with, yeah, and uh, I'm jealous. Complete. She apparently she has a shit ton of retro games. Oh really? All complete. As a matter of fact, James has it as well. Complete. I mm. think. So that's what we actually know people who have the game. Have wow. But uh, I don't. And that makes, and that makes me <laughs> but sad. I don't, so screw them. I don't know. I think my soft limit's 200 on a game. Like, it has to be a good one. Like, if I see Tales of Destiny sitting around for 150, I'll buy it. Yeah. But it's hard. Like, when I see that price tag, which is funny because 
If it's over 100, I'm like, ah. But new games, like for the PS4, are almost 100 bucks. You'll still now. drop 100 on those. Like, you know, I bought Digimon, which no regrets, but that was 90 something dollars in our Street Street Fighter, plenty of regrets. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know why, but sometimes when I see a retro game that's close to that amount, I'm like, ah, oh, that's a lot of money at once. Because there's like a copy of Mega Man 3 that I kind of want to get. Because I'm, I'm missing some of the old Mega well, like, Man's. I'm like, I don't, don't want to spend 60 bucks. And that's the thing. And, like, a lot of these, quite frankly, a lot of these retro games, like, I'll get. And, like, I, quite frankly, I don't play. Like, I, like, I also... It's more collectors. Exactly, right? Like, like I'll still... I like to have them in, like, I'll toss them every once in a while. Yeah. And there's a few that I'll, I'll play regularly. Like, Mega Man X, I play quite a bit. Castlevania 4, I've been playing quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but, like, I have Star Fox, and I don't... I don't think I'll ever pop Star It's Fox cool, though, having them. That's what I mean. Like, I like that I have it. It makes you... Like, I have told someone recently, like... So I buy a lot of games, and collecting games is my only hobby outside of art, pretty much, and which is not really a hobby. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a profession. A yeah, so <laughs> I was saying that I can sometimes look at, like, something about shelves of games gives me, like, this, like, I don't know, dopamine rush or something. So I'll just look in my game, my like, my my game shelves, and, like, I'll feel good enough to sit down and then go back to do work or whatever. It's like, I don't know, something about, like, you do you, Rob. Yeah, you well, do you. I'll pick up that box copy of Final Fantasy 3 and look at it, thumb through the manual, and I'll feel really good. I probably won't play that anytime soon, <laughs> but it feels really good having it. What's your most valuable item? I was thinking about that, and I'm not sure. Maybe maybe Final Fantasy 3 uh, could be my most expensive, Yeah, but that Skyrim box complete is, is close to... 300 ish. Oh, so that, that one's yeah, expensive. I have most of my games that are, are expensive, is probably between the 1 and 200 range. I don't think I have any crazy expensive My most, your, your favorite item. Oh, your man, I can't pick. Lunar 2 is a special spot in my heart. I know we, we did this. this Final Fantasy 7 will always, but that's not, that's not, that's rare, not, that's not rare. very valuable. But, I, but you know, you said in, in for terms me, of your collection, like, like what's like. Yeah, what, what's the crown jewel? Of your collection. I feel like FF1 and 3 were like my, my biggest favorite gets recently. Like, I was like really happy to have gotten them. It was mm-hmm. really costly. And uh, FF, or sorry, um, well, actually, my Dragon Ball Z collection, I am only missing four North American releases. Man, I was going to say, man, that Super Famicom that you had. It's also cool. We're talking about games. Yeah, but, I know. Mm-hmm. But still, consoles are part of the collection. But isn't that crazy? Like, I'm, I'm only missing four DBZ games at all in North that, America. That's crazy. And maybe like 20. Uh, uh, total, yeah. Like that, if for collection, something having a complete collect, like I'm never going to get like a full NES collection because it's anyway, hard. It's, it's too expensive. It's, it's, I don't want sports games. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, there's an NBA game 2011 that uh, was pulled and it's worth a shit ton. And I would never go out of my way to buy that. It's for PS3. Um, I just remember reading it off my head. But yeah, the, but the, I could get a full Dragon Ball collection. I think I can get a full Kirby. Those are my two games and a full Final Fantasy. Oh. So uh, those are my my goals as collectors. So having Dragon Ball be so too. close is really not, it's pretty cool. I, so if I had to pick like a like a soft spot, in my collection would be the Dragon Ball. I mean, all together that can't be worth too too, too much. Well, oh, actually, that's a good Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure box is worth like almost two or three hundred dollars. That might be my most expensive one in my collection that I got luckily for forty because you said it was so good. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll go buy it today. <laughs> and I did, and that that's act, and that shot up in price. So maybe that's my most most question. Yeah. Maybe, Oh, it's hard to say. Um, you know, in I wish I had X three Mega Man X three because I have That's X and X two. Exactly, it's most expensive out of out of the, the, the Mega X's. Man X's. Yeah. Um. So Do you I, have the three? No, no, no. I'm missing X three, which is what I would need to say. That's my favorite thing I have. Um, having all three Super Star Wars games in cool. the box too. 
um, is really nice. It's hard to say, although quite frankly, the favorite thing I have in my collection is my multi-tap. Because you mentioned that because <laughs> I, you don't see Super Nintendo multi tap. I have a PS uh, PS One multi tap. So I like my multi tap for me is one of my favorite things. Just because you don't see it, you just it's don't true. see it. It's true. Well, my my Neo Geo Pocket that I got recently, box complete. Yeah, yeah. That's expensive, and so are the games for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. I have a card uh, like was a card class or something like that. The Pocket Fighters for the Capcom. Uh, that one's expensive, and I got those boxed and stuff. So those are cool. What about you though, Sagey? What's your most What's your favorite and what's your most valued that you can think of? Um, when I, the last time I saw my collection, I really loved my, um, the box Donkey Kong Country. Okay. You, I, I'm not counting Sage's games you have in Mexico. To, you can't. You don't have them. You have to get them here first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, your current, your current, <laughs> like, yeah. Currently. I want to see that collection. I do after. too. I do too. That'll be a special episode. That will we'll be. call it Seiji's Box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we can look at what... That'll be fun. You shouldn't even open it when you get You should wait to bring it here yeah. and we'll record it. Anyways. You know, I like... I like Lego CD Undercover. That's pretty expensive, <laughs> isn't it? Like 100-ish? Yeah. It's kind of rare. Is that Wii U? Yeah. yeah. Wii U. It's pretty rare. It is. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I like to see it sometimes. Uh, I don't know. So the, the, I have a special thing, right? So Mar- Mario Kart Eight. There's there are two copies of it, or two two versions of it. Really? Yeah. Well, not the game itself, but the cover. You oh, see, I didn't know that. Before Amiibos were released, oh, they changed. Oh, they yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the, and now they sell it with the Amiibo. Do you have both? No. Uh, you want both? But I have the the Nintendo Network ID, which I I think is the rare one. The original one, right? Sealed. Yeah. Oh, because oh, you bought your game digitally. digitally. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Want to open it up? <laughs> <laughs> I have that seal. The the Pikmin three one is always very special. It's going to be expensive. I, I only have like new games, so that's right. Because you only started collecting like when Bonus Barrel existed. Yeah. Hey, I gave you a Japanese copy of yeah, Yoshi's Story. The N sixty four. I had two of them by accident. Awesome. I want a cheap auction. Like, well, you can have one, Sadie. But once once I get my collection here, the Donkey Kong uh, Donkey Kong Country series that's box. So oh, that cool. definitely. When you definitely. bring your collection here, you will be impressing us. You will be, and then because yeah, you don't care about games, you can give them to me a lot. Yeah, we'll take them off your hands. Yeah, you and there are some really good games there. Uh, Super Smash Brothers, uh, the the original one. You know, I have that box, right? Turtles box. in Time in the box. I remember you said that. I have at least I, I have at least the box. Did I tell you guys? Turtles in Time. I don't know if I told the show Jordan. Has a bunch of old games that are at parents' place box and stuff. She brought me the box I made to smash the original, and I already had the cart, so now I have it complete. And for wow. nothing, I know I was so happy. I was like, that this is, is the amazing. coolest thing. That's really that's awesome. Amazing. Yeah, I don't know how much. Happy for Mario that. box. Oh, that's oh, cool. Like, sweet, sweet. I love N sixty four box games. Something about them. They're so big and hefty. Like you could, if it was filled with like stone, you could throw it somewhere. <laughs> Star Fox sixty four box. Yeah. With a rumble pack. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Because it has a cardboard uh, box. Oh, oh, I got a oh. Green of Time box now. I do too, actually. That's oh, cool. cool. Yeah, I've had that for a while, though. Right. Um, another rare game that I forgot to mention that I have is Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Oh, that's right. That game that's actually expensive. That just Fuck. shot up recently, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so it's like 120. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's, that's a good yeah, game. Yeah, so I don't have the box for it, but. I have Pokemon Stadium box, but I, I think I'm missing the Rumble pack, so I have to get that at some point. The transfer pack. Transfer pack. I think I'm missing. Actually, I, I have Kirby Superstar box. Oh man! You gotta bring that. Man, your net, your next collection is gonna crush mine. Left. Uh, I want to get a, a Mega Man X box. 
Yeah. But he he he. Mega Man X is did you hear the story about how he got to Mega Man no. Xbox? He literally went to Geno's ten minutes yeah, before, before I did, and I was gonna buy it. And then Rob's I like, had no idea. No, I know we had no idea, but I totally would have bought it. And then Rob's like, "Oh, I just got the box of Mega Man X," I'm so happy. and I was just like, "I would have bought that." But I think I would pay some hundred bucks. I mean, some couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it'd be enough for for the trilogy. Of Mega Man? Uh, Mega it's Man X. Box? It goes one, for more than that. Yeah. I know, I know. It goes for a lot more than Great that. Great gave me his copy I of know, two. But if, if, if there's something I would spend some money, and probably that's my, my limit, so I wouldn't... Yeah, I no, wouldn't yeah. I was actually looking at it. all yeah. the Mega Man games for Super Nintendo in box with instruction manuals. It was like Mega Man 8, I think it is, and X, X2, X3, and Mega Man Soccer, and it was uh, $1,100. So wait, oh that's oh for four games or five yeah, games. That's a lot. Yeah, it's like it's like, but it's, it's still enough. it's like an Earthbound. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like it's I want enough. Mega Man Soccer. Yeah, so do I. I want all of those. Well, I have two of them, but I would like that's would be one of the things I would like to fill well, out. Getting FF three box is amazing. I want two as well. Yeah, I, I love yeah. Final Fantasy games. So having do like, you I have, have two. Do you have the Super Famicom one or just the English one? I have both. You have both box. Yeah, both. I, didn't even know I, have, that. I have six slash three. Yeah, box, yeah, and I have five box. And two, I have a bunch of the Famicom yeah. stuff, but North American, I only have uh, six, three, three things, whatever. I don't have a and box. one. I don't have a box, but I have. Well, what I have that that I find special, and this is going to get all sentimental, but don't cry. I have I have you the cry. games that I played when I was a kid. Like these are the same carts yeah. that I originally, and, and that's what Sage I wish I did, but I didn't have these. No, no, that's fair. But like the Mega Man X copy that I have is is actually belongs to my best friend. Because him and I used to play Mega Man all the time, and then he moved away and he gave me his right. copy of Mega Man X and X2. They both came from him. Um, so to me, it's very sentimental. That is sentimental. So I'll, uh, someone wanted to borrow them. Just like, oh, I'll give them back to you. And like, I trust this person, but I was like, no, I, I can't yeah, do you it. Can't. They, yeah. You know, they're just, they, they actually mean something to me because they're a connection with my former best friend, essentially. He's still around. Well, I just don't see him. It would have been close to that time because you're, well, no, you're close to me. I keep thinking, thinking you're younger than me, but. My, I still have my copies of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask with my save files and stuff on them. That's awesome. I still have, I don't have the boxes, unfortunately, but, uh, one of my older, bo- I have a box copy of Pokemon Leaf Green that I, I got oh, from Zellers really cool, for like though. 20 bucks and I just kept the box for years. So, and I have a bunch of, like, games from high school. I still have, like, some of my discs from Final Fantasy VIII and Legend of Dragon and stuff, so. When I was able to start buying games, I, I rarely ever parted with them. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I wasn't able to get many, uh, super stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, like I still and like my copy of Final Fantasy VI is the one that I've had cool. for years and years and years. So it's really cool. So can you like fun? It's a lot of fun. It's probably in the episode because we're already. Like, <laughs> I didn't think we'd go over, but you know, you know that's us. That's what happens when we talk about games. So yeah, closing time. Uh, Bonusbarrel.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Next week. Are you sure? Yes. Promise. Promise. Promising the listener. Yes. All right. Um, cartoonclub.org and all those other great places. I mean, if you're listening, you already know where to find us. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you for listening. This is Rob and Left. Peace. <laughs>